Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey guys, this is Sethi and Namesh. We are back here at Empathetic Men, and today we wanted to talk about a topic that I feel like is beginning, has been uh, receiving quite a bit of interest lately, and this is around this concept of a growth or fixed mindset. And really kind of the leading pioneer behind it is a woman named Carol Dweck. Um, lots of content around this. If you search her name on Google or YouTube, you can find a fantastic TED Talk. It's about eight minutes long that really kind of gives you a good summary of the topic. But in a nutshell, she talks about how a lot of people feel when they encounter a challenge that if they're not good at it or if they struggle, that just means that that's something that they're not good at and they should move on. And so then what ends up happening is that person ends up kind of having a more fixed mindset on like what their strengths are and they will focus on those strengths. But then every time they hit an encounter, that's a little bit more challenging. They're going to essentially just, you know, try to move away from it, evade it, et cetera, versus a person who has a growth mindset where some may be actually motivated and excited to hit different challenges. But the end result is even if you don't know how to do something today, that doesn't mean that that's not possible. That doesn't mean that you can't overcome that through hard work, perseverance, practice, et cetera. And I think generally as parents, I think we're all actually geared to be in this growth mindset mentality because you know, why else would we want to like start a family? Cause obviously that's just going to throw a whole bunch of can of worms into your life. But then what's interesting is as parents is how do we think about helping our kids create the type of mindset that's going to help them overcome challenges. And again, little kids might be a little bit less, it may be less clear on what type of mindset they're going to have, but it's really quickly evident as they become five, six, because that's really when the brain starts to really develop more. And I thought would be great to just kind of talk about this, you know, as two dads on how we could see this playing a, a significant role in how we parent and then also how we've even seen it help us in our adulthood because ultimately <clears throat> how we set the stage for our kids is going to play out uh, in their future. So I'll kind of stop right there, but I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on this, Namesh, because again, I, I know even with you and me, like, I feel like us being able to kind of work together on this business as a startup, I think we've both exemplified quite a growth mindset, um, but it's not always easy. And again, I think this is a great topic that can help affect both people who are early parents, existing parents, or people who are just thinking about improving their overall uh, life journey. Yeah, I think it's a really cool topic because I think it's especially important to really think about this with or introduce this concept with your kids at a very early age. And I think a lot of folks just, a lot of parents don't do it, not because they're bad parents, but because they don't really think about it. And for me, the way that I think about it is I grew up playing sports my whole life. And one thing that I always latched onto was the concept of progress. So there was never necessarily a binary outcome of you achieve something or you don't. 
And I think what happens is when kids try something or they try to do something in their mind, it's very binary. It's either they did it or they didn't do it. But what I learned early on was that prog it's all about progress. And as you make progress, you'll end up achieving whatever you want to achieve. And I'll, you know, I'll give you an example. So like more of an individual type of activity was weightlifting. So I used to love lifting weights when I was in, in high school. So this is kind of past my adolescence. But I, when I would go to bench, for example, do a bench press, I knew that on that given day, when I went to go do my max bench press, even if I didn't do it, the effort that I would be putting in would help me the next time I bench. So even if I didn't get to my goal per se, I knew that if I did try my hardest and put in the most amount of energy, it would benefit me in the future. And I think that analog, that, that analogy, if you will, can apply to anything kids do, where it's like if they're trying to, you know, climb up those, climb across those monkey bars or, you know, like do whatever, even if they don't do it, as long as they try and make progress, they will then at some point achieve it. So I think it's very important to incorporate this, this other stage of, of, of progress with, with kids. That makes sense. Yeah. And I love it because actually, you know, the summary that she kind of uses when she talks about this fixed versus growth mindset is she says a person with a fixed mindset or a child with a fixed mindset is going to say something like, I can't do it versus the growth mindset person or child will say, I can't do it yet. And it's that last word yet, which I think is very indicative to what you just said, which is progress, right? It's not about perfection. And, and it was really interesting because I actually then was able to actually learn about this whole topic through my son, uh, which I think is really funny because it wasn't something that I was necessarily thinking about. I think just generally, you know, the way I've always thought and the way I've kind of been raised through my family and kind of watching my mom, you know, being kind of like this single mother when, you know, I was quite young. And then, you know, obviously our family grew as I got older but you kind of witness this person kind of pushing through these struggles. And as a result, and I think we've said this before, like, you know, you don't, people don't necessarily do what you say, but they'll do what you see or they'll do what they see of you. And so for me, I, I think I spent a lot of time kind of watching and observing people kind of pushing through struggles. And that kind of made me have this kind of progressive mindset, which I, which I feel like you're relating to. Um, but what was really fascinating is my son had this project in his class to talk about this concept between fix and growth mindset, which is what got me interested into it. And then I had this opportunity yesterday to attend like a workshop with his school. And when the teachers were talking about it, you know, they started to get really tactical and they started to say things like, okay, well, you know, again, young kids, you're going to just want to obviously try to emulate to them and show them that like, even if you as a parent are struggling, there are things that you can show them how you don't give up because they're going to see that and say, Oh great. You know, like dad was trying to do something and he struggled, but he kept working on it. Um, and like, you know, like totally random aside, but like I have a trampoline in the backyard and for the longest time I've been trying to do a front flip and I found it so <laughs> difficult. I just literally thought like I'll never be able to do it. And so I remember just watching YouTube videos and going to birthday parties where they would be at these <laughs> trampoline parks and I would always just land on my butt and I'd watch these kids next to me just nail it. And so finally 
I saw these like two, I don't know, it must've been like grade school, like girls or maybe teenagers and they were doing it so well. And I said, Hey, like, what am I doing wrong? And literally within two to three minutes, they gave me a few pointers and boom, like I finally nailed it. I remember my son watching me do it and he's like, Hey, now do a side flip. But the moral of the story was like, yeah, you know, I just was trying to show like, Hey, even at my age, you can still learn new things. And what the school was saying yesterday, what I I really liked was a lot of times, especially as they get older and they start to, you know, do math and English and things like that. A lot of times we push the kids on the result and we say, well, you know, did you finish the math, the homework in time? And did you get it all right? And it's so kind of iron into their brain, like, hey, it's all about, did I get it done? Did I do it in the fastest amount of time? Did I get all the answers right? That, that the child doesn't even appreciate like the process of applying their brain and really thinking through the problem. And even if you get it wrong, right? Like even if you don't bench that amount you were aiming for that day, it was everything that you did into leading up and during the journey, like that is really beneficial to learn. And I think what I really appreciated at the school was how they were really trying to enforce, like, we're not asking our kids to get A's. We're asking them to learn. And even when it comes to the results, we won't even tell them what their score is. We'll just tell them like, hey, here were some areas where we think you could have improved or here are some areas where you did make some mistakes. How can we work on this so we can get better? And I just thought that was a really interesting approach that I feel like, again, helps to push more of the growth mindset than the traditional fixed. Yeah. And I think it's through that process of trying that you develop, you, you understand, you, you develop that additional skill set that enables you to tackle problems. And the second part I wanted to add to kind of what I said in terms of progress is discovery. So to go back to that bench process or bench press example. So when I did go to bench, even if I couldn't hit that max, I knew that giving it my all would help me the next time. But I also discovered other parts of myself that were strong that I didn't know before. So in order to bench, you not only need to use your back, but different parts of your arms, not only your shoulders, but your triceps, et cetera. And I realized that my triceps were actually a lot more powerful than I thought. And that then motivated me to do other tricep exercises so not the best example but the point there being when you do embark on a journey to go do something as long as you try your hardest to navigate it you will make progress but then i think the important part that kids should really try to understand is during that process they can discover not only creative ways that they can get to that whatever point but other things that they may not have known about themselves or they may not have been told that they then discover and kind of make their own. And you see that a lot with kids, right? Like when kids are doing stuff, if they really continue at it, they come up with these crazy gnarly ways in which to do things that you just never thought would be possible. And I think people, and this goes back to kind of what I've, I've always just one thing that's very important to me as I raise my kid is I always want to ask him and now her, but my, my eldest is, is two years old. Like what, not only what are you passionate about, which I think is we could save for another day, but what is your superpower, right? Like what are you good at and teach him that he doesn't by answering, he's not arrogant. 
but he has taken the time to really discover what is it that he's good at. And the way that he's going to discover it is when he is faced with a challenge, he continues to push and he understands what about him enabled him to overcome that particular hurdle. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's actually a really interesting segue. And I do think maybe it's a topic that we should try to touch upon, which is, again, like as you start to explore through, you know, these exercises and this kind of, you know, try, fail, try, fail, you do start to determine and to uncover, well, yeah, I, I am not just good at this, but I'm actually enjoying it. And I do think it's really interesting because I think a lot of us have been raised in the past, like, hey, whatever you're whatever you love, like that's what you should do. And I feel like that can be a, a somewhat of a dangerous, you know, framework because there may be something that you love, but you're not good at it. But just because you love it, you think this is what I'm made to do. And then you end up spending all this time and energy, especially as you get older, chasing this dream. And it doesn't really amount to anything versus through the discovery that you speak of, you start to realize like, well, there are definitely things that I enjoy and I love, but there's things that I'm actually really good at. And through doing that, I'm actually uncovering other areas of that specific topic or subject that are even making me more interested. And now all of a sudden I can maybe build a life or a passion or a hobby or a career around what I actually not just am great at, but I'm actually starting to enjoy more and more. And I feel like that becomes a lot more fulfilling because, you know, at the end of the day, and I, I'm, I'm assuming even this would resonate with kind of your example before, like if you weren't noticing through the, you going to the gym and you working on various parts, if you weren't seeing like physically growth and if you weren't feeling better, I'm assuming after some time, you'd probably be like, you know what, this isn't for me. Like I've tried it and you know, you're trying different tactics, but I do think through progress, we like to see some levels of improvement. And I feel like when people end up getting so fixed on something and they don't even see the improvements, they think, well, no, but this is just what I'm good at, or this is what I love, so I have to do it. So I feel like it's really important, and maybe that's our job as parents to kind of help the child figure that out, because again, they may love something, and you as an outsider may see that they're good at it, but they're not amazing, and maybe this is your chance to not necessarily pull them away from it, but just to also expose them to other areas of their surroundings where they can maybe uncover something that they both are great at or they're you know becoming a lot more proficient at it and through that whole exploration they're also uncovering areas of it that they might really enjoy in the long run yeah definitely i think that observation aspect of it is crucial because i think kids can only do so much and it's very important, I think, to observe what your kids are good at and what they are interested in and then kind of place in front of them other things. Not to say you shouldn't introduce new things to them, but doing that as opposed to pushing or pressing upon them certain things that you may have been interested in or you want them to do. Because I feel like the rubber at some points hit, hit, hits, hits the road where, you know, if you're if your kid is doing something that they may not enjoy or they may not deep down be good at, but perhaps you are good at or you want them to be, it is going to create some friction at the end of the day. So I think my takeaway from this conversation is, you know, there needs to be some type of coaching 
an explanation from the parents end. And you know, look, need is, a, I think, a strong word, but like, I think it should be, parents should be cognizant of the fact that it is easy for kids to, when they try to do something and they don't to give up and read a lot more into it than they may, that, that they should have in terms of them thinking that they don't have the ability to do whatever it is they're trying to do. And I think parents need to step back or try to step back and say, look, what did you discover during this process? And was there objectively progress made? And have a very honest and kind of uplifting conversation with your kid around what occurred. Now, I don't know how soon this can occur. You know, I don't know what it, I certainly might, I can't have this conversation with my two-year-old, but I do think that it can happen earlier than not. I mean, do you feel, cause Sean's six now, right? Yeah, no, totally. Do you feel like he's kind of starting to, and I know this is why we're talking about this. So the answer is probably yes, but like, do you feel like he's starting to kind of go one step deeper where if you kind of sat him down and said, Hey, like, let's, let's talk about this. And when you're trying to do X, let's focus on whether you've made progress. And number two, what did you learn from that? Would he be open to that and receptive? I think he'll definitely be open to going deeper. I just think it's going to come down to like how I, how we frame it, how we deliver it. Right. Because I do think if I say, Hey, you know, like, for instance, he's definitely like enjoying math and he's definitely has a knack for it. And I know if I was to kind of sit down with him and say, Hey, you know, now that you're doing so much math, like where else can we take this? It may start to make him feel not pressured, but it may make him feel as if like, I'm kind of now taking maybe the fun out of it because obviously there's something about math that he seems to resonate. Whereas if it's like time to read, he likes to read. But then if I'm, if I say, Hey, here are some reading exercises where you should read this paragraph and answer these questions, then all of a sudden it doesn't seem as fun. So I I do think as a parent, one of the challenges is going to be is how to have that conversation and how to have that thoughtful awareness, but do it in a way that doesn't make the child feel like, I'm losing the fun because I think right now, like, especially at this age, like it truly is this like curiosity and imagination and just joy. And the last thing I want to do is kind of make it feel more like just kind of forced. Um, but you know, it's, you got to kind of find that balance. And, but at the same time though, and I think this is something that is also kind of an interesting real, um, like, I don't want to say like it's a segue, but I think it's definitely kind of, related and so when you start to know especially with with uh, siblings and you'll you'll notice this too uh, but then even with other with kids and their friends you start to notice obviously certain kids have certain strengths right and uh, one of the things that they talked about between like this also fix and growth is a person who has a fixed mindset if they are good at something they are going to make sure that everyone is aware that they're good at that because it becomes to a point where like that becomes like their that that is like their super superhuman strength and because they are feeling deficient in so many other areas they kind of have to over exaggerate that thing just so everyone kind of i think they perceive it as if like hey guys like this is what i'm so good at so don't worry about all the other stuff whereas that growth mindset person 
again, even though they're making mistakes, they're still finding so much joy in just trying to learn and grow that they're not as maybe like, I don't know if it's embarrassed, but they're just not as like, um, they're not going to get as caught up as what other people might think about them with respect to kind of their deficiencies. So where it becomes really interesting then is when it comes down to celebrating other people's strengths. Whereas if you are in the fixed mindset and someone now is doing something that you can't do, you see it as a threat. And all of a sudden it's kind of difficult for me to applaud or celebrate that person. And I think this is why, you know, sometimes you get people who might be sore losers versus like better versus again, a growth mindset person might be like, okay, well, yeah, you're great at basketball. I'm not. And so it's awesome to watch you because it's really cool to see someone at their prime. So I bring that up because again, I think in these conversations, it's not just going to be about the child working through their own abilities, but I think it's also going to be a great conversation to have to help them socialize more effectively, right? Because there's going to definitely be things that like, my son is good at and I don't want him to kind of showboat, but at the same time, there's going to be things where he's definitely deficient and I want him to be able to appreciate people who are like, you know, for instance, like my son's not great at basketball, but one of his friends is. And I think it's really cool that like, if people come in and talk to him about basketball, he'll say, Oh yeah, you know, so-and-so is really good at it because I can see at least he's appreciating like his friend's talent. So I, I think these are other talking points that may want to come up in your conversations with your kids, especially as you get older, because, you know, at the end of the day, like the last thing you want to feel is like inadequate because you're, you know, not doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I just think it's cool just to have these conversations, you know, and it's so interesting as we talk about this and, you know, I think, look, both of us are first generation and, you know, sometimes I go back and I say, man, like, I wish I, I wish my parents had these types of conversations with, with me just to kind of, put it out in the open and make me know that the feelings I have are okay, that not everything needs to be figured out. But at the same time, look, I think there, there's, there was a generational gap and it was, I know my parents did, did the best that they could, but I think the takeaway here is just even having that dialogue is huge. And I think it's really cool how you're starting to have that with your son. And I know for me, like I, I, I'm going to make it a priority to not be prescriptive and tell my kid what he needs to do versus not, but at least open up the discussion and, I, and identify objective facts as part of whatever situation there is so that we can then brainstorm together to the extent that he needs or wants my help and he can then kind of tackle it accordingly. And I think that's so important for parents to do. So anyways, that's kind of my closing comment on that. I'm not sure if you had any yeah, final yeah. words. Yeah, and again, I think what's really interesting about this topic is I know we we're talking a lot about how to apply it with kids, but it's very much something that can be applied to everybody at any age. And I think what's really cool is, you know, yeah, even though you and I, through our upbringings, may not have had these types of very deep conversations with our parents, that doesn't mean that we still can't evolve ourselves. Like we still have, I think a very, I mean, the human brain is just so amazing in terms of what I keep learning about it. Like it literally is like growing daily and it really comes down to kind of how much we put into it, how much effort. I mean, it, it truly is a muscle. And just like you said, like the more you go to the gym, the more you kind of nourish it with the right 
you know, energy and all that kind of stuff, your muscles are going to grow. Same thing with the brain and it's going to continue to grow. So I think this is a really cool topic that hopefully will resonate with everyone at every stage of their life uh, because tr there truly is no limit. And again, for everyone who wants to learn more about this topic, this concept, um, it's called, um, the, there's a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, and it's from the author Carol Dweck. So highly recommend it. I think it's definitely something that you guys will enjoy, you know, reading in um, and applying in your adulthood as well as with uh, your kids uh, or the conversations that you're having currently with some of your uh, adolescents if they're older. Cool. All right, everyone, thank you again so much for attending and we will catch up with you guys soon. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman, it doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback if you can, Give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.